Hello and welcome to the Split Row Podcast. I'm Steve Packett again joining me as always. He hasn't melted yet. It's Gabe Acevedo. I have not melted yet. So someday. When it reaches 120 next week. I think we're going to get 118 or 19 here next week. So I'll melt then. Yeah, it's funny because I think our listeners get so much of this like weather updates every single time. Absolutely. And this themed this this week's episode is themed based on the weather. You know, we've got a massive heat wave going on right now here. I think we have, you know, for our for our listener in Europe, uh, we have there's a heat wave going on there. I believe there's one in Europe. So thank you for listening. That, did you see the airport started melting in Europe? Oh, <laughs> they yeah, started melting. It's very, very hot there. It's it's funny because it's it's similar to just heat waves that we get here in the United States, but they don't ever get heat waves in, yeah. in Europe. So it's really a struggle for a lot of people. So uh, for to to just you know put some uh, salt in the wounds, we're, we're we're just talking movies where it's just too damn hot. It is. So we have a lot of good stuff today. We we're gonna go through. We're gonna share some of our favorite movies where it's just you know too damn hot. But we have like a ton of new stories to get through. Right. Did you see how much news we have? So much. So many things. A couple good things, like catching up on some things that we missed and uh, a couple other things, too. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about the the Netflix saga, the Lord of the Rings trailer dropped, the newest one. And we'll even recap a little bit of Miss Marvel that we haven't really talked about in a couple weeks before getting into our list. So we got a lot of stuff. Let's start at the top, though. Netflix just announced this morning on Tuesday that they lost 970,000 subscribers in the second quarter of the year. This is on top of their previous announced losses that they had in the first quarter, which is the first time they ever lost uh, users. And then all of a sudden everybody freaked out and everything was going bad, but they announced everybody knew they were going to lose more subscribers in the second quarter. And they announced 970,000 losses, which is less than their predicted 2 million, but still, a big hemorrhaging of, of users and such. What do you think this signals for the, the company? I don't, I really don't know. I don't know what's going on with Netflix. Um, I thought I was a little surprised by that number. I know they have predicted something else uh, just because how big stranger things was. And I thought maybe that would have like quelled a little bit of the subscription loss. I, I mean, I don't know. We were talking before we started how Netflix used to be the go-to app to stream things. And now there's so many options that people are just migrating somewhere somewhere else. And could this be a quality versus quantity thing as well? Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting to to see Netflix, which is like considered the the dad, the daddy of, of streaming things um, in this precarious situation. It's weird. Yeah, it's really interesting. They have like, they're in a delicate position. And, and I mentioned this before when we were talking about the their movies coming out. They have all these movies that were coming out and they attach big movie stars to all of these movies. And are they going to, you know, it's really exciting to see movie stars and movies. But the problem is some of them aren't very successful. You know, like we just got Spiderhead that just came out a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and nobody's talking about Spiderhead except that maybe it's not that great. And that was a Chris Hemsworth starring Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller who star in that movie. These are two legitimate A-list actors and they didn't bring in any attention there. We got to see a big movie coming out this weekend. It's actually a big swing by them. So we're hoping that this could be a good movie in, in the gray man, you know, that stars Ryan Gosling, Ana de Armas, 
and Chris Evans, and it's directed by the Russo brothers. So this is a big swing for them. If this movie misses, it's just another sign of just like more of the same. And they they keep losing subscribers. They, they predicted 2 million losses, but they only lost 1 million. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, right? I don't know. Well, and I think, I, I think they said that they're expecting they're expecting to regain those viewers by the third quarter. Yeah. They, they were projecting 1 million more people coming in this year. This so basically, so they lost 1 million, another million coming in. So they're just going to go back to them. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. I think there, there is this like stagnation that's happening. You know, we do have so many streaming options. Netflix is not my go-to anymore. I don't like to mm-hmm. pop on Netflix and sift through the, the garbage that they start trying to feed me. You know, I don't want to watch another stand-up comedy special by some random comedian. Although some of them are pretty funny. I'm not going to lie to you. There are some very funny stand-up comics out there. I think I watched one recently. Um, I don't remember her name, but man, it was funny. <laughs> I think it's Taylor Tom Tomlinson. Uh, very funny. Very, very funny. I would recommend that. But um, other than that, I get like a lot of just garbage on there and I don't really care. So I just go to HBO Max instead and I get things that I can trust, you know, it's an HBO movie. Yeah. It's an HBO movie. I can, I can watch this. It's something that they decided to pick. I can watch this, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not trying to go to the least common denominator, which I feel like sometimes Netflix aims for, but agreed. Yeah. They're also experimenting with this $3 second home fee. I don't know if you saw this. There was, I think they released this this morning before they released their numbers, which were going to take all the headlines, but they were saying they're experimenting with this idea of, giving a $3 second home fee. So if you share your account, you can share it at different IP addresses for $3. They're going to do this in three countries in South and Central America is where they're going to experiment it. That's where they actually do a lot of their experimentations on, yeah. on things. I think it's a smaller market, so they're not worried that they're going to lose many they're subscribers gonna, there. Yeah. So they're, they're testing these out there before rolling them out other places. But yeah, $3 second home fee. What do you think of that? That'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know. There's always a way to get around that. Um, I don't, I just, it's, I don't know. I, how do you, how do you get around that? That's the thing. I, well, I can't say that online, on air. Um, you know, it'll be interesting if people stay, if, if that maybe entices some people like, okay, let's divide. Maybe you pay this and we can share. Or if it's going to drive people away, I don't know. I'm inclined to guess that it'll probably scare people off because nobody is willing to keep paying, sharing stuff, maybe. I don't know. I guess, I, again, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that second home fee. It's weird. I mean, it, it could work for some people, like, you know, just paying that little bit. But, you know, I know so many people that still use, like, the free subscriptions and things like that. And, you know, they're already, they're, they're working on, uh, getting the ad tier, ad supported tier for even cheaper. So they're doing a lot mm-hmm. of stuff to try to raise revenue. I mean, I don't know how successful that's going to be. A lot of times, you know what? You just we're going to share passwords. This is what people do. It's what happens. They've, it is. They've what been it is. doing this since the beginning of it. You know. Yep. People, I I have some someone's password for one of my streaming services that I occasionally use. I think it's because Same. they forgot they gave it to me like four years ago, and I still use it. Uh, I'm not going to say which streaming service that is or who I uh, still have it from because <laughs> I don't want them to change the password. Same. Well, same here. I mean, if we if we end up paying, if I ended up paying every single streaming service that I have, 
Yikes. That's a lot of money. It's like, a lot of money. So it's no, a lot yeah. on top it happens. of my share. I also do have cable still. So like I have same, to pay that. Same. Like, yeah, that's a lot of money. It um, is. So if you have to choose one to go, you know, and you had to choose one of the premium ones to go, that's when Netflix is going to go. Cause you're not mm-hmm. going to get rid of, I'm, I'm not going to get rid of HBO and never, you're not going to get rid of prime because prime comes with like Amazon prime. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, that comes included. And you know, I, I get Peacock premium through my cable for free because I have Comcast. And then the other one, what's the other one? Uh, Hulu, right? Hulu comes with Disney and like Disney, I can't get exactly. rid of Disney because it's Disney. You know, like that's, that's actually, that's the best thing that Disney has going for it. It's complete reputation and it's super longevity. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're never going to get rid of them. So Netflix is unfortunately the one that had to go, which is we'll kind of see. Weird. We'll see what happens to Netflix. So one streaming service that isn't going anywhere is Prime. We know that this is going to, they're, they're not going anywhere. But one of the main reasons we know they're not going anywhere is they're dropping a new 100 million plus series in The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. This is the trailer. This is the show that we've been waiting for for a while. I was, this is on one of my lists of like most anticipated for a few years. But we got our first glimpse at the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember my reaction at the Super Bowl. Oh, I do. It was uh, less than kind, I'll say. <laughs> very, very much uh, concerned, I would say. It was, it was a horrible trailer. It looked terrible. The The graphics were bad. Way looked very much like The Hobbit Part 4, which I was very, very worried about. Um, we also got a, a number of images. Looked pretty bad. Uh, the, the, there are stills, and they, they did not look make the characters look good. None of that. Well, we got our first trailer where people are actually talking. And I am happy to say that I actually enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I kind of enjoyed it. What did you think of this new trailer? Um, it's good. It's good. I think compared, obviously compared to the others um, and to the images that we've gotten, this is a good trailer. I think it gives us a little bit more of what the story is without really telling us a lot of it which is which is really cool i will say this i think my favorite thing about it is the music i love 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 the music in it um yeah it, it's it's good i'm still not jumping for joy for the show i'm waiting for that um for the moment when the show comes out and keeping my expectations in check um, which is really weird for me because you know me. Um, but I, yeah, it, it's a good trailer and it, it's giving me a little bit more hope that it's not going to be a disaster. Yeah, I have a little bit more hope for this show, which is good. I mean, there's there's a couple things I have as like issues from this trailer. I don't, I don't like some of the aesthetic of it. I, I don't like what they did to how dwarves look in this. I think they look. Like I don't like the blowouts of dwarves that they've mm-hmm. decided to go with from since the Hobbit. They're they're taking the Hobbit aesthetic, but I hope they're making it a little bit better. This this does look pretty good, I think. Um, you know, I was a little wary of them doing a Galadriel story, but it seems mm-hmm. like this could be a really good story. And looking at the way they portray her character in this is really great. We don't know much about Galadriel from the books, like so. If if you don't know, yeah. there's she does have a pretty amazing backstory. She's extremely old. She was born in the earliest ages of, of the world, which is pretty exciting to, to, to know. Um, she's like a couple thousand years older than Elrond, like just mm. for reference. Um, so she has a really big arc and a big story that we don't know much about. So it's really exciting to see like her story being portrayed to it as well. 
and we know we we learned a little bit more in his trailer like we know it we already would take took place in the second age of middle earth so if you if you don't care about lord of the rings some of this just goes right over your head i've read it a lot and i've read silmarillion a couple times i'm in my fourth or fifth reread right now um i i, I love it but we're in the we're in the middle of the second age i believe because this is when the forging of the rings of the power rings is going to be mm-hmm. which makes sense i mean that's what that's that's what this whole thing is about so uh yeah that, that's where we are so it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to portray that i you could tell from the from the trailer that we're going to get a lot of flashback because you know it starts off with the idea of their the the, two, the light of the two trees in Valinor, which is like mm-hmm. before even the first age. This is before, yeah, before the first age, the age before the first age, which is kind of crazy. So we're getting these flashbacks and they, they really do some good character painting in this. You know, I love when there's that exchange between Elrond and Galadriel where she's like talking about like, we need to find the evil that's there. And he's like, you, you need to calm down. And she, she says, you don't know what I've seen. Uh, you've not seen the things I've seen. he said, I've seen my share. And then mm-hmm. it cuts to like this pretty crazy epic, like death scene. Right. And I, I was just really taken aback. I was like, wow, this actually looks really cool. Cause like she has seen way more than Elrond has seen. Like that's probably a reference to the, the first Kinslang where elves kill elves, yeah. which is like the pretty dramatic moment in the history of all of this world. So um, it's, it's a pretty awesome, uh, awesome trailer and i i got pretty excited i got you know i just ended up nerding out i think that's what it came down to fair that's totally fair um yeah i mean it, it looks good i'm still worried what did you think of the special effects on the trailer I, i'm i'm a little bit concerned but this is where special effects are nowadays unfortunately mm. so okay I'm- okay so i'm not alone yeah i'm still the, i saw a few of them and i'm like Oh, still not there. I mean, I hope it's like just says, isn't this like the most expensive TV show ever made? Yeah. Um, and it's so, already guaranteed three seasons at least. So at least three seasons, two more or three more. I'm not sure yet. Okay. So at least we're getting three seasons total at least. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited. You and I both love Lord of the Rings. It's your thing. Like your big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm it was good. I'm excited for it. Sure. We'll see. Expectations are kept normal. So I won't be disappointed if it's bad. Maybe who knows? Maybe it ends up being, I don't know, the new Game of Thrones that we've been waiting for. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. It's funny. Like, I think I was I was so concerned about it being bad for so long that like I was worried it was gonna be like what what the hobbit turned into i thought the hobbit was just a complete failure i really did not like every like most of the hobbit minus the the offshoot stories with gandalf which i liked and i thought martin freeman was great Hmm. that's other than that i thought it was really lacking and aesthetically just did not look good and i was worried that this is what it was going to turn into but after watching this trailer i was just like oh this is just total nerd culture yeah and I just started nerding out about all this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, look, there's the two trees. Oh my God, look, that's cured in the boat, right? Oh my God, look at that. That's Gilgalad. And I'm like, I'm a nerd. Yep. Yeah, and this absolutely. is this is made for me. Absolutely. <laughs> Season two is already on um filming. Oh, I wouldn't doubt. It. Yeah, they're they're guaranteed uh at least three seasons, I believe. Uh yeah. I mean it's it's a really epic story. You know, it's the story of it seems like it's the story of Sauron coming to Middle Earth 
And, you know, what he does is he ultimately takes this piece that is brokered around and he disrupts it and completely destroys it by crafting the great rings of power and, Mm -hmm. you know, giving them to everybody and and, and corrupting everybody and corrupting men and And making them fight amongst them and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I I, I do want to see the forging of the rings like that is like I can't wait to see that. I don't know if it's It's, I doubt it's going to happen this season, but oh, it probably will. I l- it probably I will. Yeah. Want to see the forging of the rings because there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on after that. Like, cause there's a whole like story with Sauron and how Sauron oh, yeah. does more than just craft the rings. So it makes it really, really exciting. So this, they're, they're, I bet you it does happen. Kellabrimbor is in there. She's the one that crafts it. So like, well, at least see that whole thing. And yeah, you know, a number of these different. Yeah. I just want to like, I want to see that obviously because for me, one of the most beautiful moments of Lord of the Rings is literally the opening of fellowship with the summary of the rings and everything (laughs) that is just outstanding. Like, I want to see that fleshed out. Like I want to see them getting, I want to see, um, Sauron calling them to give them the rings. I want to see them taking the rings. I want to see them being like, that is what I want to see. Um, and I hope we get part of it, um, throughout the show, throughout the run of the show. What I'm not excited for are the hardfoots. These are the precursors to hobbits. Do not care about them. They're like, Oh, they're supposed to be like the, the audience avatar. I don't care. They sound like they're <laughs> from Bristol in, uh, in England, like the working class, like farmers from Bristol. Uh, and it just, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't care about that. Don't care. Like, we'll see. Comb your hair, comb your hair. <laughs> just get those leaves out of there. Take a bath, something, wash your feet. Come on. Uh, We're going to yeah. get a lot of them though. <laughs> oh, and by the trailer, it looks that like we are going to getting a lot oh, of them. God. Yeah. We'll be covering that. We'll be covering that a lot for sure. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic now. Well, we're only two months away. So in two months, we will know. I would say this is the trailer they should have dropped first. It would have saved me a lot of anxiety about this show. (laughs) Six months of anxiety. (laughs) Seriously, I was like crapping on it for months. But uh, no, it looks like it could be better. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, I do want to move on to God, we're just popping across the different streaming services here. But, you know, going to Disney Plus, we did have the Miss Marvel just ended after its 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 run of episodes. Um, we we didn't get a chance to cover this. We covered, I think, early on, saying we really liked it at the beginning. Yeah. What? How did you think as a whole was the show? Oh, I thought it was great. I loved it. It's my it's tied at my number two spot with Loki. Um, I think it's just as good. It's a di- completely different story. I don't get why people. I don't understand why people are just shitting on the show. It's actually really really good. Um, yeah, I was really happy. Um. I have nitpicks, you know, as a fan of, of Miss Marvel, things that happen with her powers and an ending that we're going to talk about in a couple of seconds. Um, but as a show, I thought it was great, great acting, great writing. I think the 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 actress, her name is escaping me. Sorry. Uh, she was great. And I think it's a it was a great introduction to a new character in the Marvel series. It was a great TV show. Again, Marvel for me is best right now is doing better TV work than movies. So I'm really happy with how Miss Marvel came out. Yeah, I was really happy with this. I, I thought it was a fun show. It's it's definitely very different from the other shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a kid's show. It's it's not a kid's show, but it's it's not made for adults, as it were. But I mean, neither is Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man is a, a kid's movie or it's exactly. a high school movie. You know, that that's what it is. And these characters in in Miss Marvel are high school kids, you know. The main character, uh, 
Kamala Khan is 16 years old. So like, of course she's, and she's a fangirl of the Avengers. Like you're going to get that. And I thought it was great. I thought it was really, it was done in that same vein. It was, Mm -hmm. it was light. It was exciting. It was comical and it felt right. You know, it felt like this is a girl who's just experiencing all of these different difficulties as she's going through high school. You know, she's not a cool kid in high school and, but she loves superpowers and she she loves superheroes. She, she gains the superpower, which is pretty amazing, you know, through the, through the bracelet. And then, uh, you know, and I, I think she, she, portrays it in like all the powers and responsibility that comes along with it you know obviously with great power comes great responsibility as it were <laughs> as we hear every seven years when they reinvent the series every seven years uh but i think i think it's i think it's really delightful i mean i think the main actress her name is iman uh, Bellani. she's i think really good in this she portrays the she character is. honestly and in the same light that you want it there are some you know if we're taking it if we're nitpicking too much you can get into like some of the these are unrealistic moments that would happen and like why why don't the villains just walk faster or like go to their house but like but that's in every single movie ever made in hollywood (laughs) yeah that's that's just filmmaking you you can't you can't get rid of that stuff but i thought it was really great i really thought the parents were really good the whole family dynamic was really great yeah I love what this show did for representation, you know, just showing what mm-hmm. Pakistani Americans look like and what they do and how they live their life. And, go through, yep. and also like just what uh, Muslim Americans do, like what people who practice Islam, how they live in, in America as well, you know, and some of the struggles they go through. And like, I thought that was really cool. And like the way that they were able to show it and just like, just show it, not tell you about it all the time. They're not like, we're doing this or we're doing that. Like they just showed it to you in a way that was just like, Oh, look at them having fun. And Oh, they have festivals. Like we have, you know, I practice in you know a different religion, but I, I have festivals just like this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a way to just share their culture and things like that. I thought that was really great. And I thought they did a good job of that, especially because, you know, many of them are just like empowered women, which I thought was really great. You know um, like her, her very close friend, um, uh, Yasim, I think is the name of the character. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, that's the name of the actress. Uh, Yasim Fletcher is her name. Uh, she plays Na- Nakia. Nakia. Yeah, I thought she was great. You know, I, she's she, so has, she has, she's a great character there. Uh, runs for the mosque board. Uh, and just like this <laughs> yeah. huge thing, which I thought was really fun. Um, And I just, I really, really did enjoy this. I thought it was just fun. They even conquer, they even talk about like, the partition of India, which is something that many people don't know about and how unbelievably violent that period of time was in Indian culture and history. Like it's pretty dramatic. Uh, and I, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. Agreed. It, it did have its last, it's sixth episode issue or it's final episode issue of like big fight, but you know, it becomes it, you know, it becomes the Marvelfication. That's the Marvel. Wanda had yeah. the same thing. Loki had the same thing. They all have the same thing. Uh, but yeah, but I, I, I agree with everything you said. That it was a, a, a nice, it's a g- fresh air brought into MCU. I think it, you know that's why I think that's probably one of the reasons I really loved it because it's just it was something fresh. Um, and then over the saturation that we've had in a year with what thirty-seven shows and seventy-six movies, um, seeing this. Breath of Fresh Air was nice. So I agree with everything that you said. And I thought it was successful. Unlike how 
Moon Knight tried to be so serious and so one thing and it wasn't, it just missed. I think this, I thought hit its mark perfectly, which is why I really liked it. Um, one thing I, I do want to talk about the ending really quickly. There there's like, we got two little things in the end. I think one of my, I really want to talk about, uh, at least is the, the last thing that is said, basically one of the last things it said to her where she's able to she they were talking about how the heart they, they they thought the the break the bracelet brought out the energy that was inside of her yeah but the bracelet doesn't interact with everybody else the same way and he the dude in her jeans and finds out that there is a quote mutation yep and the 97 and series theme song plays in the background really quickly and i just freaked out <laughs> <laughs> Because as you know, I'm just more excited about the X-Men than anything else. And I can't wait for them to fully get incorporated into it. We did get an X-Men already, but like I'm really excited to get to get them fully incorporated. Who the cast it. is, who are what are they doing? Like the real MCU X-Men. We're waiting for that. Just hints. They just, they've just been testing the waters with these hints. How did you feel about that? Um, okay, so two ways. The first way was that I thought it was like you super cool, especially when we hear the theme song. Like, da na na na. I mean, that's iconic for you and I. That's iconic. Um, because we both love X Men. Um, we're waiting for the new X Men version, so that was cool. Um, my problem with it, and this is just my personal stuff as a fan of the comics, is that. My fear is that they're taking characters. So Miss Marvel is what is what what's considered an inhuman in Marvel in the comics and not mm -hmm. a mutant. So my fear is that they're gonna start taking certain characters and start opening up X-Men and just putting everything as a mutant rather than giving them the things that they are, like inhumans, mutants, superheroes, and stuff like that. That's my only thing. Um, because I don't want to see, like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't want to see like fantastic four let's just say this it should never happen but let's just say instead of the flare in the sun or whatever oh they're mutants as well and i think this opens the door for them to do that if they want to um and that's the only thing that is it has me a little worried but i'm you know i i i need x-men we have san diego comic-con this weekend we'll see if there's something comes out of that um but yeah they're coming x-men are coming yeah, I'm really excited about that. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be too much of like a concern over this. I mean, I'm already we we covered enough concern about the MCU last month, last episode. So I don't want to get too much concerned about what they decide to do with this character, uh, especially because like the character of Kamala Khan is actually a, a new character. Uh, she she's she's newer than actually the beginning run of the MCU, which is fine for me, I believe. Right. She she was. Yeah founded in 2014 14. so yeah so so yeah they, they they can pretty much do whatever they want that's still under the umbrella of disney so they can do whatever they want they can take creative license i hope they don't do it with some other characters i mean i'm really really excited for x-men that'll probably be in phase five there's no doubt we're getting x-men in phase five that might actually be the first thing that comes in phase five i wouldn't be surprised if that's what we get yeah i think it's either gonna be x-men or they're gonna open phase five with um fantastic well, the Fantastic. Rumor, the, the I thought the 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 plan was four would end with Fantastic Four. 
or maybe it ends with Fantastic Four, but at least they haven't announced anything about that yet. They even haven't announced the cast. The rumor is that the cast in D23 in a month or two, that's where we're going to get the cast for um, Fantastic Four. I feel like this weekend we'll probably get our first trailer for Black Panther. We are. That's a rumor that we're getting the first trailer for Black Panther. Yep. Well, we'll we'll find out a bunch of stuff this weekend. I'm pretty excited. And if you want to start opening the doors for Fantastic Four, Black Panther is the movie that you should incorporate a certain character that allows you to open the door for Fantastic Four. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out this weekend that we'll certainly talk about. Hopefully, the MCU gets this right. I mean... We don't we do know that Kamala Khan is coming back for the Marvels, yeah. which we got in our stinger at the end there, uh, where we don't know what happened. Did she just teleport or did she? I think, they, yeah, I think they, it's I, like I, I, they I, what I read space. is that they switch places. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, yeah that's what I read. So interesting thing about that. <laughs> Oh, Mark, Kevin Feige doing his own thing. So the directors of Miss Marvel had no idea that that scene was going to be the post credit scene because they never shot a post credit scene. So that scene was shot by the director of the movie, The Marvels. And then after the episodes were edited and done, Kevin Feige and his team went in and added that. So when that show premiered, even the directors had no idea that that was going to be on the show. Well, that's kind of fun. So Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's kind of fun. Well, they don't, they, yeah, they probably don't have Brie Larson come in for that. That'd be kind of, I like the new suit. I like the new Brie Larson suit. She looks cool. Yeah, I think her hair looks better than it did in the freaking, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, that looks still, so I'm, bad. I'm just like, Rocket, like, why did you cut your hair? <laughs> what? Yeah, that was a stupid like, haircut. That was a like, dumb haircut. What is going on? Yeah, she looks way too good to have that terrible haircut that she had. And it was just <laughs> bad. It was like, it was yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see yeah it was a good it was a good show um she hulk is next my expectations for that are very low but very we'll low, see what yeah. happens we'll see we'll see what mm-hmm. happens it's too damn hot out it's like there's just such a bad temperature out right now that we're we're gonna get back into it by sharing, you know, some movies with you guys about like movies that are just, you know, too damn hot. I think it's just the perfect time to talk about where it's just it's just super hot out. So let's make you feel even hotter by talking about movies where it's too damn hot. Sound good? That sounds great. <laughs> it's funny that I thought of this list. I was like, I was driving home the other day. I'm like, oh my god, it's just so hot outside. What are we gonna? Oh, let's talk about movies where it's just too hot outside, and it's perfect. So, um. We decided to go with like five movies each of just like movies that we'll share and talk about where it's just like based on the fact that it, it's what it is just too hot. Things get too hot or it's just hot. People are always sweating. Yeah. Lots of uh, misters. A lot of shirts are open. <laughs> <laughs> I think in one of my movies, someone loses their shirt because it lights on fire because it's so hot. Oh, there but you go. We'll, but we will get there. <laughs> Fun time. Just hold, just hold on. Do you want to start off with uh, one of yours? Your first Absolutely. One? I'll start off. I'll start off with Itumama Tambien, which is a 2001 um, Mexican movie directed and written by Afonso Cuaron. Um, this was his first like big um, recognized international movie. It stars Gael Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna, um, who are f- extremely famous uh, Mexican um, actors, with Diego Luna being part of the Star Wars lore in Rogue One and now has his own show coming up, Andor. 
Um, so this story is um, two teenage friends that just finished high school. And in the summer, between what the rest of their lives are going to be, they take a road trip with a woman in her 20s. And um, they grew up. And it's a coming of age story set in the summer of Mexico with the political backdrop of 1999 in the background. Uh, and they're always sweating. Um, all three. They're always with their shirts open. So it's really, really hot. And actually, the movie makes a lot of indications to how hot they are. Their characters are always talking about it. It's a great movie nominated for Oscars. Um, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Tu Mama Tambien. Fantastic movie. Yeah, my first movie is is not a movie. I have not seen that one, by the way. I haven't seen it. But uh, based on your recommendation, I think I'm going to go check that one out. You'll I mean, like I it. I think Quaron's a good director. He's you know, he's won the Academy Award, so we'll give him time. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's won it That's twice. Good, good for him. <laughs> uh, my first movie is one where it, it is pretty hot, but not by um, the weather. It's hot because there's uh, certain specific activities happening that make it very, very hot. And my movie is 1997's Volcano. Because, of course, it is. If you don't, if you haven't seen this movie... You have to see this. Just watch this movie. It's amazing. It's, uh, so it's absolutely ridiculous. It's a, it's the easiest log line there is. A, vol, a, a volcano erupts in downtown Los Angeles. It's so That's good. the movie. That's the whole movie. It's amazing. Oh God, I love this movie. I watched it again recently and it, it's just, it's far too hot and it's so ridiculous. Tommy Lee Jones is the only person who can apparently stop the volcano from destroying everything and Oh my God, this movie is amazing. If it's just firefighters against volcanoes and it's, it's just brilliant. It's what you want in a movie. It's with Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's in that Uh, movie. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Don. Yeah. He's the guy on the phone. We get to, we get a great performance from a bunch of different people on here. You know, you get John Carroll Lynch diving himself into some lava to save a person conductor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know that he's definitely not going to be able to walk out of that, uh, despite the fact that he does walk. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so stupid. Uh, great appearance by Keith With- David, one of the best that guys of all movies. He's great. Oh, they solve racism in the end of it. It's fantastic. It's a great movie. It's really good. <laughs> I love when this was- daughter. I love the daughter. The daughter is just a, such a scene stealer. I want to get my North Spears. When was the last time you saw a Volcano? A few years ago, not soon enough. You yeah, should rewatch it, Volcano. Yeah, I should rewatch it. I should it's rewatch so it for ridiculous. sure. It's so s- dumb, but it's damn hot for with sure. Anne, with <laughs> Anne Hage. Oh, Anne Hage. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> it's a very ridiculous movie, and I love it. It's so what's, good. What's the next one on there? Um, so next one for me is 2017, another coming of age story shocker for me. And it's call me by your name. The movie that gave us Timothy Chalamet as an A-lister in Hollywood. Um, and it starts, um, Timothy Chalamet, um, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Um, it also starts Army Army Hammer. It's based on a book titled by the same name, call me by your name said in Italy in the eighties, in the summer, if you've ever had the opportunity to go to Italy in the summer, it gets really hot and disgusting uh, i've been there um and again 80s movies so we have people in short shorts open shirts and they actually once again make reference to the heat in this movie a few times um it's a beautiful coming of age movie oscar-winning film if you haven't seen it it is 
beautiful to look at with probably one of a great, great performance of the 2020s, um, of the 2010s by Timothy Chalamet, um, in which he discovers who he is and, you know, falls for this guy that's there doing over the summer working with his father. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Is this before or after his uh, partner that he meets there starts eating people? That is before. There is a there is a meme on Twitter. There's a scene in the movie that he's giving him a massage on his feet. Army Hammer to Timothy, and people are like, "Oh, he was tenderizing the meat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, Ar- Army Hammer is uh, a self proclaimed cannibal, so um, that's why he's getting not working very much right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Cannibalism is not really good. Sorry. No, it's not a good thing for your image. Did you ever see Call Me By Your Name? Or you haven't I seen haven't it? seen it, no. I haven't seen that one yet. It's slow, but I think you'll like it. That's okay. My my next movie is also quite slow. It's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. This is a three-hour movie starring Clint Eastwood, Eli Wallach, and Lee Van Cliff. Uh, it's a Sergio Leone. It's his, it's his magnum opus, I'd say. I'd say this is the best movie Sergio Leone has ever made. It's the, it's the Western classic. It is the pinnacle of the Man Without a Name trilogy. It's, it's such an amazing movie. It is taking place in the middle of the desert. It is freaking hot the entire time. They are just sweating and drying out and being left for dead. It's a fantastic movie. This is, this is one that if you have to see one Western film, I would suggest watching this of all the Westerns. And there are a lot of Westerns. Um, this is the one I would suggest. I, I love it. I didn't, it's funny. I didn't realize way back why, why they were called spaghetti Westerns. This is, you know, one of the big mm, ones and it's yeah. because they're done by Italians. Yeah. Like Sergio Leone is the one he's Italian and they're shot in Spain. Mm-hmm. didn't realize that this is just shot in Europe. <laughs> like, cause if you watch it, like the themes are very American and it's, it's a really good, it's a really good movie and it's just, it's so well done. And it's a great movie. Yeah. I can't, I can't knock it. It's one of the best Westerns of all, if not the best Western of all time. With one of the most iconic searchers. scores as well. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But you know, and Clint Eastwood, it's a Clint Eastwood class. I would, I would totally recommend it. It's, it's very, very good. It is good. So my number three, and here we, I love this movie, is Wet Hot American Summer. A <laughs> 2001 satirical comedy starring, and listen, listen to this cast, Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Molly Shannon, Paul Rudd, Christopher Maloney, Michael Showalter, Elizabeth Banks, Ken Marino, Bradley Cooper in his very first film role ever, Amy Poehler, Sark Orth, and 80 Miles. It is a hilarious satire movie. Um, it says it all in the title, Hot, Wet, Hot American Summer. They're in a camp. It spoofs um, the sex comedies of the 80s and 90s and everything that was going on there. It has a huge spoof of American Pie. Um, and it's just an amazing, hilarious movie. It's on Netflix. It became so popular that Netflix ordered a prequel series and a sequel series with many of the original cast members <laughs> returning <laughs> and playing themselves as young, which is a very cool meta bit in the in the series. Um, and again, it takes place like 10 years after, right? It's like the, the series comes out 10 years after the movie does, but they yes. still decide to play the exact same characters that they played 10 years earlier, but in a prequel, but in a prequel, 
<laughs> and they and it's so funny because they know it and that that's involved like the jokes are throughout the series that they're old and they're like why do you look so old? it's just and it, it, it's just smartly written super super funny um and i love it with hot american summer and i mean talking about hot movies what's hotter than a summer camp movie with everybody in skimpy bikinis and short shorts because they're hot so <laughs> and you can take the word hot and mean whatever you want because they're hot in this movie. So go watch Wet Hot American Summer if you just want a good laugh and a good time. Yeah, people were looking for like when we talk about it's too damn hot, like they were thinking about like us talking about movies where it's like really steamy and sexy movies. Yeah, this isn't the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very different version of hot. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. know if we're going to do that list. <laughs> no, that's not good. Some, maybe someday, maybe. Someday, maybe, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> My my second movie on this list, or sorry, my what's we're on our third movie? Yeah, my third movie is actually another movie starring Timothy Chalamet, and that's Dune. Last year's Dune. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, we're talking about it's it's literally a desert planet. The entire planet is a desert, so you you can't go wrong with that. People go outside and they die because it's so unbelievably hot outside. They that's literally need a special us. suit to survive. <laughs> yeah, you have to wear a still suit in order to go out there, and like even then, like it's still hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dramatic. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that just speaks for itself. I mean, it's just a desert planet. So you go with that one of one of many desert planets that we can find across the movies. You know, if we I could have thrown in Star Wars here to go with a desert planet as well, but I didn't because I hate sand. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the great Anakin, Anakin Skywalker quote. I hate you so much right now. Uh, that delivery of that line is so good oscar worthy yeah no but dune dune you know the the multiple oscar winning film is definitely the one that i'm going with here it's just brilliant i mean it's so hot what's what's actually ironic is wearing the still suit in dune actually helps you stay cool wearing it while filming dune is hell apparently all the actors are like it's the worst because you're literally standing in morocco in the desert wearing a full black outfit it is it's just not good I can imagine. Also, they started filming the second part. What was it? Yesterday, I think. I think yesterday or today. Yeah. 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 Dune part two. It's coming. It's coming. Obviously, we know it's coming. (laughs) So next year we're getting Dune part two. Thank God. I can't wait. I hope it. I hope it's so good. Because now we're getting for those who complain. Oh, it's too slow. Trust us. Now you're gonna get some action. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of action set pieces in the next one. Yep, should be good. My fourth one, and it's the most recent um, movie, um, just like Dune from 2021, it's In the Heights. In the Heights, directed by John Chu, the adaptation of the Lin-Manuel Miranda Broadway musical, Tony Award Broadway um, winning Broadway musical. Um, it takes place in summer in New York. And once again, if you've been in New York in the summer, disgusting. Um, and literally, there's an entire section of the movie that the power goes out and everybody's just in the street sweltering and just dying of heat and they actually do a musical number in the heat without power in new york doesn't sound like the best idea ever but it still happens it's a great movie i'm gonna say it i think it was the best musical of last year and i know that's controversial to some people but i think it's even better than west side story um and i loved it it's a great cast great musical numbers um, with great liberties, especially in visual effects, which I was really surprised. So if you haven't seen In the Heights, it's on HBO Max. Go watch it out. It's good. 
Yeah, I liked In the Heights. I thought In the Heights was great. I think it was the third best musical of last year. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh wow, so rude. So rude. Third best. I like Tick Tick Boom a lot, so that's why I like it's West Side Story, Tick Tick Boom, and then In the Heights. But In the Heights was great. I was I was one of the ones I had on my uh, list originally, I think, but I wanted to give that one to you. Um, it's it's a really good movie for sure. That was it's definitely in the heat wave of New York, just like my movie that happens in the heat wave and the hottest day of the summer in 1989 uh it's do the right thing that's that's mine uh you know you can't you can't mess with this this is spike lee's one of spike lee's first films it's it's a brilliant movie it's such it's such a pertinent movie for its time and like even right now if you watch that movie this year or last year you watch that movie and you're like oh my god this movie's so relevant to right now and it's and he wrote it 30 years ago you know it's it's incredible um Spike Lee's a genius. He's a really good film director. He knows how to write movies. And, and this is no different. It's a very, very good movie about the hottest day in New York when, when tensions just start to, to boil up. To and, boil up, yeah. And they, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it, it's just great. It's a really, really good movie. If you're looking to get into Spike Lee, this is where you can definitely do some good entry points. Like he, he's very, very good in this. Movies is top notch. He was nominated for the Academy Award for this. I think he's he's really really good. This is this is a, a very good hot 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 summer day movie. Agreed. It's so good. I haven't seen it in a while. Should we watch it? Because it's perfect. One of those perfect movies. My last one. And going in the vein of Dune, let's go to sand. Let's go to the desert. And I had to. I think we both had it on our list. Um you let me talk about it. It's Mad Max Fury Road. Like, come on. First of all, one of the masterpieces of the 2010s. For me, still the best movie of 2015 and should have won the Oscar for Best Picture. Um, directed by George Miller. I mean, what can I say about this movie? They're in the desert um, driving cars. So it's Fast and the Furious in the desert, but good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but good, you know, legit. Uh, yeah. With huge, with I still can't get over that huge sand thunderstorm that occurs. It is fantastic. Um, and a lot of mother's milk. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of mother's milk. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, there's nothing else to say. You're in the desert. It's hot. There's no water. Um, fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. With a movie that you actually can kind of understand Tom Hardy, which is rare for one of his movies. So yeah, a little bit. Good for he him. He doesn't talk that much. <laughs> he doesn't talk that much, but when he does, you can actually understand him. Uh, yeah, it's great. Matt Max Fury Road. I don't know if you what are you doing with your life if you haven't seen this movie. That movie's incredible. It's a it's a it's a beautiful movie. Uh, and it, it is action-packed from the very first second to the very last second. It's it is all engines like on full blast. It's really good. And it is hot. Like it's it's, it's the hot. desert. It's, you know, we, it, we talk about Dune. We talk about Mad Max. They're, they're just as hot, you know? And also funny, funnily, they both won the same number of Oscars, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them won 10 six. Oscars. So 10, no, they won six, 10, nom- 10 nominations each six, no- six wins. Oh, sorry. Uh, my bad. Uh, yeah, but they both like did extremely, extremely well. I mean, those movies are the, the movie was fantastic. Uh, it's it's hot. It's it's action packed. There's a guy riding on the front of a uh, what he's riding on top of a car with like ten speakers behind him playing a guitar that's shooting flames out of it. 
Like, come on. What else do I mean, you want? This is brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. Check it out. My first viewing, watch it on a big screen too. My first viewing experience was not good for this movie. My first viewing experience of this movie was on an airplane. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, not exactly ideal. <laughs> uh, my last movie is one that I, I'm actually really happy about. It's, we're going back to New York, apparently. Apparently, like a lot of hot movies take place in New York during heat waves. And that's Rear Window. Alfred Hitchcock's 1954 classic. This is this is actually is one of my favorite Hitchcock films, if not my favorite Hitchcock film. I think it's absolutely brilliant. It is tense. It is it is just well acted. It is you know powerhouse actors starring in it too. I mean, you have you have first of all, I mean, you got to give some shout outs to Grace Kelly here. She, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone as beautiful as Grace Kelly on on the screen. It's it's amazing. Uh, I didn't realize how attractive she was. She's just gorgeous in this movie. Um, and, and James Stewart, you know, Jimmy Stewart, you can't, you can't mm. knock that. I mean, it, it's, it's really, really good. It's, and what's great is it's one of those few films. It's like an all in one room. Basically it's one of the hot days in the summer. So everybody has to open their windows up. And this guy who's wheelchair bound because he broke his legs is just looking out the window and just watching people and sees a murder being, he suspects he sees a murder being committed. And, what does he do? It's it's just great. It's a it's a great action suspense movie. It, it is it's very very good and it's Hitchcock. I mean, it's one of the classics and yep. if, you know if not his best. I, I I love it. It's fantastic. Such a great movie. I saw it recently and I always forget. I don't know why. I always see it every five or six years and I always forget how beautiful the pacing of the movie is mm-hmm. and just takes you to where it wants to go. I mean, but again, like you said, it's Hitchcock. Of course, he does that masterfully. That's one of the things about Hitchcock. You're, you're totally right. What Hitchcock does in his films, because I, I, I'm, I've become a fan of his more recently, because like it's easy to. Um, he he cuts his films so perfectly. Mm-hmm. The editor can't actually get rid of anything or put anything in. Like he cuts it so perfectly. So like when he says action and cut. That is exactly all you can take. You can't, you can't leave, let it run long. You can't cut anything off because yep. he, he basically edits the movie while shooting it, which is incredible. Uh, people shoot, you know, thousands and thousands of feet of film and miles of film. He shoots exactly what he needs. It's what he amazing. Wants. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think in, there was like one movie they said, like they cut like maybe like 10 feet of film from his entire thing, which is incredible. Like it's, it's nothing. He, he's such a, he's, he's very, very good. And that that's a talent in itself. Yeah. That is a I talent mean, in itself. Cause doing that. Mm. It's, it's Alfred Hitchcock. He's a, he's a brilliant director. So I would definitely recommend that for sure. It's great. Um, <laughs> I have a bunch of honorable mentions. If you want to, do you have any on there? I only have one. Um, Cause we, um, we shared a, a bunch of, of them. Yeah, I think we stole some. Um, so I have a streetcar named desire. Uh, which is 1951, you know, based on the famous Tennessee Williams play, considered one of the greatest American plays ever written um, with Vivian Lee, Marlon Brando, Kim Hunter, Carl Malden. It is fantastic. Takes place in Louisiana in the summer of Louisiana. And a lot of the references that um, Vivian Lee's character um, or things that she's going through has to do with the heat um, and exhaustion, which is really good. So if you haven't seen it, A Streetcar Named Desire, it's fantastic. And for me, one of the best acted movies ever made in Hollywood. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, with the classic Stella line, you know, for yep. sure. Can't complain without that. 
Uh, I had I had a bunch on here. Um, you know, just wanted to shout out Holes. So good. You know, the classic Disney one now. It's Disney, I think it is. It is Disney. It yeah, Sh- that made Shia Child LaBeouf a thing. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Um, in the Heat of the Night. Iconic. You know, the classic 1967 Sidney Portier movie. Backdraft. Kind of gets a little hot in that one with Kurt Russell trying to put out some fires. Here comes the water. Never seen it. Um, 12 Angry Men. That's a good classic, 57. Uh, you know, some jurors trying to figure out whether or not this person's innocent. The Book of Eli gets very hot there. Apparently, there's no water anywhere. Kind of sucks. And uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, I was going to mention Heat. Just the movie Heat. Just cause. You know, because it's hot. And I just assumed <laughs> we should have that on there. Just Heat. Just wanted to give some shout outs to that. Isn't there a sequel to Heat coming? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want, <laughs> I don't want, however old Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are, I don't want them running around trying to act like they're going to rob some banks. That's all I care about. You know, Pacino. Uh, so Pacino, here it is. God. In June 2022, following the announcement of Man's sequel book, so there's a book coming, Al Pacino stated in if that if there is a film adaptation that follows this, he would like to see <laughs> Timothy Chalamet star in the role. Um, July twenty thirty two. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah. Get so there's here. so there's a sequel to the book. So that's what I that's what I great heard. Great. Um, and you know if there's a book, they'll probably do the movie adaptation of that second book. Yeah. Good times. Well, <laughs> there you go. He too coming in eight years. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Uh, did you have anything else? No other hot movies. I mean, I, you could do like. Star Wars Episode Three, where there's you know which the volcano one planet to mind? Be good. Which one? The beach with Leo. Oh, yeah. There you go. The beach, beach with Leo. A lot of beach movies. You know, Jaws. Technically, you could be like it's hot. Jaws technically can be one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, technically, well, it's hot. It's Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. You can go with like Lawrence of Arabia because it's in the desert. Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, that's a good like one. any any movie like that you could go with, but. You know, maybe our listeners have something they want to share it with us. So like, let us know if you have any uh, fun movies that you want to talk about that it's like just too damn hot. You know, maybe even the day after tomorrow, which is ironically hot because like, you know, global warming melts all the ice caps and all of a sudden the North Atlantic current causes this massive cooling that destroys the entire world. Yeah, great times. Also, that movie is really good. <laughs> the day after tomorrow is a great movie. I do like it's movie, a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a great movie. Uh, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> Amy Ronson and Jake Gyllenhaal pre-Brokeback Mountain. That's hilarious. It's good times. <laughs> well, that's. I think that's all we got today. Uh, we'll be talking about more stuff next week, so stick around for that. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And stay cool out there. Bye.